obscenely long time since I checked in, several months, which is always a source of uh, embarrassment for me because I always make these grand declarations during these podcasts that I'm going to start podcasting more and I'm going to be more creative, do X, Y, and Z. And then a few months go by and I uh, come back to the microphone with my tail between my legs and try to justify uh, why I wasn't able to do that. So um, it will be no different for this episode. I believe the last time I checked in, it was the end of the summer, and I had just uh, gone on my little cross-country voyage back to North Carolina to hang out with um, my friends. And that was uh, a great experience and really sort of lit up the summer for me. As the summer came to a close, uh, things sort of turned into a, uh, a different direction. But before I get there, I guess when I came back from, um, from North Carolina, one thing that I did do was I really immersed myself in probably the, the main writing project that I've been working on or chipping away at for the last 15 years or so. And a lot of uh, working on the writing project entailed going back through a lot of my journals. I have a digital file that just goes, you know, by year and month and, um, you know, all the way from about 1993 to the present. And unfortunately, I have various gems sort of hidden in there. And uh, I was extracting those gems and organizing them uh, for possible inclusion in the book or sort of to be to be uh, worked out. And then, of course, I stumbled on all these little pieces of personal history, uh, a lot of them having to do with my life in North Carolina and my friends that I had just visited. So it was just too fascinating for me not to get super absorbed in. And I literally went through this phase at the end of the summer after I got back from this trip where I was spending like eight hours a day or even more just going through these journal entries. I felt like I was reading a memoir, someone else's memoir. I mean, when enough time goes by and most of these events, you know, were 10 years ago or more, you know, I'm reading about the protagonist in the story and kind of forgetting that it's me and um, just reading about things as if they, I was learning about these events for the first time and of course a lot of stuff I'd forgotten about and um, I had remembered wrong that's always interesting to realize how we how we distort our memories over the years but so I, I put in this huge chunk of time I made a lot of progress on this writing project which is uh, sort of a quasi uh, fictional but quasi-autobiographical thing. And it's a huge project, and um, I knew I wasn't going to, you know, finish it before I had to go back to work um, for the fall semester at the elementary school. But, um, you know, I got myself uh, pretty far along, and then I was just about the last week of the summer, 
I was um, gonna tie those things up in a you know a pretty little bow and and um, just put it on hold for a while and take care of a few other things around the house and I had a routine dermatologist appointment uh, during which it was discovered I had basal cell carcinoma and that very quickly led to me having to uh, you know be referred for, to a surgeon and he found another basal cell carcinoma both of these were just tiny tiny spots on my forehead um, but you know right smack dab in the middle of the the mask zone um, and I had to have you know surgery and I had to do these two huge well I still have these two big scars on my forehead but they were you know hideous at first it ended up being a lot more intense than I would have imagined uh, just having surgery on your head and um, it you know I couldn't exercise for a couple weeks and I had swelling around my eyes and it just it threw me off and it, and it also um, just was an annoying thing to have to to deal with in general just to feel like you're physiologically vulnerable but I, I talk about that that experience at length on my other podcast, um, which for those of you who don't know, is called Integral Health Resources. So you could find that um, if you just go to integralhealthresources.com, you can find that other podcast where I, I go into that experience at length. But in any event, it, it sort of threw me off uh, for the as far as my my dream of being ultra and uber productive over the summer and then all of a sudden before I knew it I, it was back to work and um, as I've mentioned before I work as an elementary school counselor and it's been a very busy hectic uh, start to the school year we had um, a crazy number of teachers that left or retired or quit just you know right before the start of school and we're very short-handed and um, missing a lot of teachers and having difficult time even getting substitutes and the, the staff including me have been really stretched behavior problems um, with the with the kids because they don't have the stability of having their regular teacher there and uh, so it was um, it was and has been a, a real chaotic last five six weeks or so so there's my excuse for for not doing anything creative whatsoever and not doing any podcast but anyway hopefully I'll be able to to share some of those nuggets the writing nuggets um, assuming I can find time to sort of get back into stuff uh, the job has been um, it's an interesting job I think in and of itself um, we're doing a little uh, some things differently this year at the school last year my job was sort of broken up into um, a teaching component where I would go to all the classes kindergarten through fifth grade and teach social emotional learning lessons um, and that was fun I mean that was a chance to be creative and to come up with ways to teach kids you know meditation and conflict resolution skills and other coping skills and do it in a fun way It was also kind of stressful because um, I was, you know, took over for the teacher of that class while they took a break for 45 minutes. And it's a, a challenge, to say the least, to 
uh, being in a, in a classroom with 25 kids, five of which probably have severe behavior issues, and you're doing so much classroom management and, you know, just behavior damage control that it's hard to, it's really hard to teach in that context. Uh, the other m main part of my job was just, you know, straight up counseling where kids would be referred to me for various reasons by a teacher or a parent or they would self-refer, put a, a note in my mailbox and, you know, typical issues would be, you know, parents are getting divorced or dad's in jail or a mom's been deported or a death in the family or something's going on and the kid needs to someone to talk to. So that took up a good bit of my time. And then the rest of my time was kind of crisis management with the kids with the most severe psychological and behavior issues. This year, the principal of the school decided to do something different and just axed completely the teaching component of my job. At first, I was super excited about that because that was the most stressful part. But what it was replaced with was a full-on um, uh, approach to dealing with the behavior issues in the school. We're doing something called a, a restorative practices model uh, you know, I work in an inner city, well, to the extent that my town is can be considered a city, but a poverty-stricken area um, where the kids are coming from really difficult backgrounds, so there's a, so much more behavioral stuff. And the, the trend we're trying to move away from is just suspending all these kids because they get into fights and um, they have these behavior issues, and we, we want to try to minimize the suspensions because just sending them off for two three or five days and then they return and they're they're even worse because they've been you know not really working on any of their issues while they're gone so we we created this uh room in a in a portable outside the building and we call it the reflection center and it's designed to ha be a place to go for kids that are having a hard day or get in trouble and we can, um, you know, if they got in trouble, we can work on, you know, whatever it is they did and they can, we can talk about it, come up with solutions, write an apology letter, work on some coping skills and get them back into the class um, as soon as possible. Um, unfortunately, that the Reflection Center is also sort of doubled as a in-school suspension room. And then with all these kids that, uh, instead of suspending them outside of school, we're ending up putting them in there for a half a day or a day. And I'm one of the two staff people that's staffing this room. And so it's really been basically the entire semester so far. I've been dealing with really difficult behaviors, discipline, discipline problems, um, and I haven't been able to get much else done uh, with the job at all. And we've got, you know, just some pretty serious behavior issues. I got a little kindergartner who throws chairs and kicks teachers and destroys the classroom. And he, he destroyed the classroom like seven of the first 10 days of school. And so it really, uh, it left me with little time to do much else except dealing with, you know, putting out that fire. But, you know, it's still a job that intrigues me and interests me. There's always just every day there's a seems to be a hundred funny stories and and different shit that happens that I you know it's hard for me to even keep track of 
Um, I'll just throw out just one little anecdote that comes to mind. I had a a first grader who's new to the school who was, I guess, in tears, crying a lot um, at the end of the day, missing his mom, and the teacher referred him to me. And uh, I pulled him out of class and introduced myself to him, and we were hanging out, and it was clear that, you know, he was pretty comfortable with me, and uh, he was feeling better, and we were, and we were making a little connection and I always ask the kids you know what they're interested in but you know when I first meet them I want to try to connect with them about something and he was telling me that he likes to play these little games on the iPad or his uh, mom or dad's phone I don't know exactly the name but I think he said run sausage running sausage something like that was the name of the game and there's some sausage that runs around and um I was asking him about it. I said, uh, yeah, maybe I'll check that out. And then the, the little guy says, um, yeah, but, you know, make sure you don't download Run Sausage 2. Make sure it's Run Sausage 1. And then he goes on to explain to me that how his uh, he and his little sister were trying to download Run Sausage 2. And this thing came on the screen and this 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 uh woman was on there and and she had these you know you know those big things and he moves his hands by his chest to signify uh, a woman's breasts and it the kid was so innocent you know here he is uh, you know fooling around with the internet unsupervised like 90% of the kids in my school do stumbling onto some uh pornography site no doubt but he's just so young. I mean, he has no idea what to make of it, except that it's, uh, it's just weird to him to have this picture of a, a topless woman all suddenly show up on his little device. And he was telling me how he, you know, he swiped that right off right away. So he was basically warning me, and you know, I don't want to see this gross stuff. And I'm trying to just keep my laughter in. But I mean, these kids are these kids are awesome, and I I love. Uh, uh, spending my days helping them out and connecting with them like this, but it's pretty all-consuming. So, um, this podcast is supposed to be my creative outlet, where I'm sharing my music and writing, and or at least my uh, creative thinking in some way. Uh, it's really it's difficult to do when you go through these stretches uh, of work. I mean, if you have a full-time job, any of you out there that are also able to pursue creative things um in a productive intense way my hat's off to you because it's uh it's tough i'm not you know i don't know how you do it i'm gonna keep trying and i'm gonna try harder Uh, so i haven't really done much like i said other than work on the book which i can't really share at this moment because it's a just such a long-term project as far as music goes uh i definitely have been um playing guitar you know at least a few times a week um but as far as writing music and recording things that's just uh, more of a daunting project for me and i just haven't even really felt moved to do it i've I've accumulated some more song ideas like i always do but just not had the time to develop them and you know and again i'm not complaining but life happens i mean we have like a leak in our roof and uh we have a what's called a swamp cooler for those of you who don't live in the southwest it's like this 
big water tank thing on the roof that is used to cool the house instead of air conditioning and that was leaking and you're dealing with uh, calling contractors and all so just life just interferes sometimes with our creative impulses but now if I'm going to go back to literally the last three or months or however long it's been since I've podcasted there's again um, it's, it's it's hard to to just rattle off uh, these little bits of uh, creativity or even things I've been interested in other people's creativity you know the main theme for me has been just struggling to find that motivation given my energy and time constraints um, I think I still have enough time and enough energy where I could be getting stuff done but that little bit of motivation isn't there like you know, let's just take this podcast. I know no one's listening to it. Um, or if anyone, it's, you know, one or two of my friends, maybe at best, probably, you know, me listening to it a couple months from now, it will be the only listener. So then you don't, without that accountability or that sense of, uh, community or connection, it's, it's hard to push yourself to, to do something where, you know, no one's hearing it. And so that's the same with music. You know, no one, no one's paying attention to, to what I'm doing really with anything, writing music. I'm not putting a ton of effort into promoting it, but, um, you know, I've always sort of made noises to the effect that I'm doing all this stuff strictly for the enjoyment of it, strictly for the love of the art. But the truth is it's easier to find uh, that little extra gear or that little extra ounce of motivation when you when you know someone's actually paying attention so that's been a struggle so again um, that's uh, I guess that's pretty much that as far as things that have inspired me um, I can just kind of throw a few things out here maybe play a few clips of things that I've found cool over the last um, few months or so um, as I said that and went to, uh, pull these things up, then, uh, of course my laptop just completely froze. So I guess, uh, that's not what I'm going to be doing at this moment. What else can I talk about? Why this, uh, technical glitch is occurring. Um, yeah, maybe I'll just, I'll just go ahead and pause this damn thing until till my computer comes back as opposed to wasting all your time well, I used to be huge into Tool but I missed the album called 10,000 Days I must have just been just somewhere in my life where I didn't have time for, for new music and I randomly came across this uh, these two Indian dudes that go uh, by the name Beard of Harmony, I believe is what they're calling themselves. Uh, Beard of Harmony, and it's just it's a video of these two guys along with a stand-up bass player with acoustic guitars on some rooftop in India, and they do a cover of uh, this tool song called Right In Two that I'd never heard, and it just mesmerized me. I'm, I've listened to the thing about a hundred times, and... Um, it's one of those one of those cases where then you go back and listen to the original and it just 
doesn't stand up to the the cover version that you heard first so let me just uh, throw a bit of that on just to give you a feel of why I dig this angels on a sideline So that's just a taste. Um, I'd, I'll link to all this stuff uh, on the, on my website where I post the podcast. But it's a it's a fucking badass cover, and I don't know. It's just I love it. You hear dogs barking, and they're just on a roof doing this live with acoustics. And again, um, I maintain I I pulled this song, just ripped it off of YouTube, and put it onto my iPod and. I'll listen to this all day. I mean, over the studio version of that Tool had. And it's just killer. And it just, to me, again, gets at the heart of uh, this mystery of creativity that's uh, captivated me for years. Uh, this sense that it's just all about your your presence and the the soul or whatever you want to call it in the performance that matters um you don't need a fancy studio i mean obviously these guys have some good microphones and great players and singers but um if you can play and sing and have a decent microphone and just tune in and 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 hit something then that's worth so much than a a a stiff overwrought performance in a studio for me so um so that tune was something that I've been into another uh, cover song that a uh, musical group that I discovered um, over the summer and over the last few weeks uh, it was this band they, I think they originally called themselves Brass Against the Machine and what they were is a uh, you know, like a brass band with trombones and tubas and um, trumpets and whatnot. And they were doing a bunch of Rage Against the Machine covers, cover songs, basically, kind of reviving um, this protest song vibe for a generation that maybe hadn't heard it before. And, um, and they have different uh people fronting the band as singers uh there's um and they're all 
African-American women. Um, one of them, Sophia Urista, I think was, I'm not 100% sure, but somebody that was on The Voice. And she does an awesome job of like nailing a lot of the rapping and the hard singing. Um, and they, they do uh, Audio Slave as well. Um, and she's like ripping some awesome Chris Cornell and they had some other women uh, doing other versions of songs and it was really really good I mean just the, the whole production and the vibe and then they did a, a tool cover called The Pot and this is a song that I'd never heard before from the same album 10,000 Days and it and it's the typical tool tune with like different time signatures and shit but it was just so such an awesome version and again I mean the tool version of the song is pretty great but I actually purchased the uh, brass against now that's what they're called they dropped the against the machine part probably for copyright reasons but they're called brass against and here's just a taste of uh, their version of the pot um, and you know it's a long six minute tune or something so I won't play the whole thing but it, it kicks ass who are you to wave your finger you must have been on your head I hold deep in muddy waters you practically raise the dead rob the grave to slow the cradle and burn the evidence down I bought that tune and I'll I'll put a link up. I suggest you all buy it as well cuz it's fucking awesome. And everything everything they have on YouTube, all the covers of the Rage songs and Audio Slave songs and like I said different vocalists, they they even did uh I mean it was a oh, Living Color tune, uh, Cult of Personality that was 
just fucking amazing with a with a different uh front woman that her her name escapes me but she's amazing so um yeah i'm always looking for you know different different art to inspire me and um i haven't gotten out uh, i know that when i first started this podcast i was promoting the local music scene a lot but you know when bands and and these these kids are playing their shows you know i'm i'm in bed i'm an old man at this point and it just hasn't the stars haven't aligned and maybe over the summer it would have been a good time for me to see some of these bands uh right now i think the the hottest local band here is called sorry town and um they've been you know just creating music and putting stuff out and um uh, Simeon Beardsley is sort of the front man and head guy for that, and they continue to just uh, really impress me. I think if I was, you know, if I was around their age, I would just be super into this music scene and wanting to uh, support this band or, or be in the band. And uh, here's a, just a little live thing that they did um, for a YouTube channel called Paper Thin Walls. And they recorded uh, about 14 minutes of music and just to get a feel for kind of their sound. But, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it kicks ass. So check out this Sorry Town. I'm not sure the name of the song, but again, I'll post the link.
So they, I would say, um, other than the sort of the screamo or whatever, I don't know what the kids are doing these days, the screaming element um, of the singing. Uh, the, for some reason, this guy, Simeon, reminds me of my buddy Eric, the guy that I visited. Just uh, Maybe it's a, just a spirit thing. Um, and I've also, if you go way back to uh, this podcast, the early, maybe the first episode, I can't remember, um, where I first was turned on to this guy's music. It was just a very stripped down acoustic thing. And uh, again, it just kind of reminded me of my friend Eric and his his uh, his musical progression, starting with the acoustic songs with a lot of soul and melody and then getting progressively more rocking and electrified. So anyway, that's sorry town. I'm all right. I've been, I've been rambling here for about a half an hour. I don't really know if, uh, if I have much more to communicate, um, just felt the need to, I don't know, just sort of tune in and make my voice heard or, other awesome artists voices heard like oh i'll just throw in one more just for for giggles uh adrian lanker from big thief she's someone that's i've been super into since i've moved out here and uh she's got a solo album that's coming out called abyss kiss and she just put out this little single called symbol i'll just play just a bit of it because uh I know I've been um, doing too much of this YouTube in here, but check this out. So maybe I'll I'll end on that sweet note. Uh, should I even bother to say anything about wanting to do this more frequently? I guess uh, be bullshitting myself and bullshitting you, but always trying to get back on the horse. That's the theme. Um, one more anecdote because I've got you know my little notes here, most of which I'm not going to get to because. I just feel like uh it just feels like the podcast is over, man. You know what I'm saying? But um another little anecdote from work and just from life. One thing that I I hate, one of the few things I feel bitter hatred towards are mosquitoes. I mean, if you had a a vat of mosquitoes and I just poured lighter fluid on and just set them all on fire, I would feel nothing but joy cuz I I just I don't know. I just fucking hate those little things. And whenever one is pestering me, I will go to great lengths to track it down and kill it. 
and I was at work and I'd been getting pestered by mosquitoes particularly in this one staff restroom and uh, I had to use it and I went in there and I was I saw the thing buzzing around me but I was like man I just I gotta just take a leak and get in and out here and so I start taking a leak and this motherfucker swoops down at me and it comes swooping down like right at my uh, my junk while I'm taking a leak and of course I step back as a reaction and in stepping back the little motherfucker went right into my piss stream and my piss stream just directly hit it took it down into the bowl and I'm sitting there you know not even believing this I finish up I look down and there that that little bastard is just uh, floating in my piss and I felt such an incredible sense of satisfaction all I wanted to do was open the door and run around and tell people about this amazing thing that that just happened that that I had done albeit inadvertently and of course I couldn't do that um, because uh, my reputation as a professional school counselor would um, would have been tarnished but um, you know to me it was like one of the top moments of the last three or four months so I don't know what that says about me my life what goes on in my head but I will check in with you all next time and uh, hopefully I'll have uh, something um, creative and soulful of my own to share other than these insane ramblings so until next time